Welcome to Combinations, the podcast from North Staffordshire Combined Healthcare NHS Trust. This latest episode is an inspiring story of Maria, mother of Jack. Jack is now 18 years old, has autism and epilepsy and was diagnosed with cerebral palsy at eight months. In this podcast, Maria tells of a lifetime of support and engagement with CAMS. As she herself describes the journey that they've been on, it's given her another way of looking at things. It's given her hope and it's been a continuous journey just along another path. Maria explains how they stopped her being isolated and in her own words, make her see that life can be brilliant. Well, we've been with CAMS for a long time, maybe when Jack was 10, 11. Uh, and at first, I really didn't want to go to CAMS because you just hear so many stories. And it was going to where I was putting a label on my own child and I felt awful. But I, because I always wanted to just pick him up and run away and hide away with him. So I went absolutely cried all the way through it <laughs> but it ended up being one of the biggest lifelines I've had because uh, we had Kath Todd Jones right from that day mm. and she's just always been there for me and things I say can say things to her where things are in my head and because I, I, sometimes you can't see the wood for the trees so it's really an experience of looking at it in a different way and learning how to manage it. So for me, as a mom, it was irreplaceable. Um, It was first, really. It was the type of person Jack was, his character. Uh, What we thought was upsetting him, uh, because it was down to frustration, a lot of it was his temper and things. And he just didn't see the danger of, like I'd be chopping vegetables and he would pick the knife up if I said something he didn't like and point it at me which made me quite scared because I didn't know how far he would go or anything like that. Um, and the first thing I think we did was discover, like, find out about Jack, sort of talk about him a lot and and the proper history of how he's always been and what type of person he is, how he is in crowds, uh, attention-wise, all those sort of things. So it was proper history, I think, of Jack you know, and what our family life was like. What's the most um, memorable thing that you think you've done with Kath? Like what she supported you with that you particularly think <laughs> went well or? Putting his hands down his trousers. Because he would, because he's really black and white jackers, looks at things really plainly. And he would come down with his jama top on at night and nothing else. And he was getting older and older and and it just, I couldn't let it carry on and we were talking about it and it took us years to get there, but it worked. And it was just the one day we decided to say, right, let's sort of put the ball in this court and say, well, when you've had a, sh- a bath or a shower, you need to go into your own room if you don't want to wear any pants. Sitting down here, like holding yourself. Uh, but... When I say to Jack, don't do that, even now, today, and he's 18 now, it's, uh, well, it moves. So I can I can really understand, and that's what CAMS has done. It's taught me how to think on his level. Would you be able to tell me about your first impressions of the service? At first, because you, 
the only time you really hear anything about any service, whether it be social service or anything, is really daunting. It's frightening. And as a parent, because I really have wanted to hijack away, you know, I've been in my own worst enemy. Uh, and a lot of other mums or parents that, you know, you come into contact with at school, uh, they've always said, oh, well, have you been in touch with CAMS and things? And I go, what do you mean CAMS? What's CAMS? And so when they explained to me, I found out where my local one was and uh, just rang up and they said, you know, that I could go and see him. And it's still to that day I didn't want to go. And I just knew I'd cry all the way, but, you know. So that was the first time, and it was learning from other people, other parents. Jack had a normal birth, normal pregnancy. Everything was fine. In fact, I had him in about half an hour, and he was my second child. And I just went, oh, if they come out like that, I'll have another ten. The midwife who delivered him just said, because I was in hospital for one night, uh, I had him early in the morning, and she just said he'd been born with hyperspadies. When he was new, well, he was six months old, and I took him for a photograph with my daughter, you know, family portrait, and he wasn't sitting up on these photographs. He kept falling over all the time, but really happy, really lovely, and and he all his limbs were moving. He was eating. Couldn't I didn't flag anything up to me at all, and I walked into the clinic, and I said, he isn't sitting up yet, you know, on photographs. But she just said to me, well, I think he's got a funny shaped head, and I went, don't you dare! So I cried. So then I had to go and see the doctor because I was so upset. And he was lovely. And he just said, I'm going to take a digital picture. I'm going to send it to hospital. If they think there's any reason for concern, they'll have us up there. If not, that's fine. The next day we were up the hospital. And the back of his head was quite flat. But sometimes babies have got funny shaped heads. And they say it's how they lie. They told me boys were lazy. So I was like, it was nothing, you know. And, uh, and that day he had brain scans, MRI, you know, CT scans, everything. And I think it was four or five days later, we had to go back and we went in to see this nurse consult, well, and she just said, those are these scans. He's got a quarter of his brain missing. Uh, we'll have a physio with you next week. And I went, what do you mean? So he immediately stood up, walked towards the door and said, you're not having him. You're not taking him away from me. And so was crying again, and then said, uh, well, will he walk or will he talk? And she says, don't know, it's progressive. So I don't know, don't know anything. And from that day, I think I've been in shock because I sort of grieve for a normal baby. And that wasn't, and I'm not being horrible to anybody because I'm not like that, you know what I mean? I'd do anything for anybody, but I sort of lost that child for that. And I still have in a way, but it's turned out fabulous, you know. And if I had have known something was wrong, I wouldn't have had an abortion or anything because I just thought I will always find a way or whatever because it's still my child. Uh, but the system was so hard to swallow and I just sat in the waiting room after for hours on me with Jack, crying. And then, uh, but they still didn't give me the actual name of the diagnosis, which was cerebral palsy. And we'd had, uh, we had physio come the next week and I, she was only a young girl and we got on great and after about I think it was two months she said oh the consultant's really pleased with Jack how he's progressing and and I said oh right she goes look at this lovely letter and she showed it me and on the top of it it said Jack Burgess sorry cerebral palsy I went what do you mean because to me 
somebody with cerebral palsy is just in a wheelchair because I've got friends who've got children with cerebral palsy um, like slobbering, couldn't do nothing for themselves no feeding, no toileting, nothing and then that set me back even further so I really did struggle I really struggled with it all and and I kept asking people what it meant and things like that because there was nobody to to ask uh, and that's why I, I think when I had cams in the end that somebody was on my page somebody was like I know what you mean I know what you're talking about and things like that but in school I think school was very important because we got in, into Horton Lodge at Rudyard which was I used to do 55 miles every day there and back. and But they got him walking when he was four and they said they would. And that's off to him. And so I used to spend a lot of time at school uh, helping out or fundraising and stuff like that for him. Uh, because I never knew what was around the corner. But they gave me so much, so much hope. Uh, and all my friends now have all got disabled kids. Because you're sort of in your own network kind of thing. Uh, life has been quite challenging, really challenging actually. Uh, but it's just a different path. And I've always been glass half full, so I sort of take that on board, you know. But, How uh, old was Jack when you first uh, when made I, contact with CAMS then? Oh, Jack, well, he was diagnosed eight months old. Because, uh, like I say, he'd just followed on after the, all the photographs business. Uh, so... I think he was about, I think he was about eight or something like that. He might have been younger than that. I'd have to check up with Kath. Uh, but he was, at first I thought he got like an ADHD thing because he would have temper tantrums and things like that. Couldn't really understand it because I'm all for, a, you know, sorting him out and things like that, you know. But... He would have proper meltdowns and things like that for no reason. And, and then I never knew. I just thought it was his character. So we'd just always work on it, you know what I mean? But uh, in the end, it ended up that he got quite a lot of things. You know, and he got... Um, he is autistic, uh, which makes no difference to me, but it hasn't helped me. And I did that through CAMS that uh, I asked Kath about and said, do you think he has? And she said... I'm not sure because he's got a lot of other traits as well. So she says, what difference would it make to you? I said, just so I know how to handle Jack and how to look at things from a different point of view. So it, all I've done is taken another path. And when he was, when he, they said he was autistic, I said, I just, I knew, I just knew he was, you know. Uh, but he's also got epilepsy. Uh, and, and he's great because to, to be fair, to look at him, you wouldn't think there was a lot wrong with Jack. And he's such a lovely lad. Sometimes. <laughs> Without his choice words. Uh, but he... He can have a full-on conversation, but he's very repetitive. And he will keep on saying things because he's working things out in his head. He doesn't read or write. He watch, he doesn't, he'll watch a DIY pro programme or something like that. Uh and I know how to clean out an industrial deep fat fryer because you never know when it's going to come in handy, do you? You never know. So all those sort of things. So your whole life changes. You have to adapt to them. Uh, but at, there's been times when there's been incidents at school 
where Jack has intervened when somebody's like, because it's quite challenging being in the classroom with other children that are like that, I can imagine. So there's been things like that and then they've rang me up and I've just been beside myself and Kath, I've rang Kath and she, I've left her a voicemail and she's actually rang me back even when she'd finished work, you know. And to me, that's like, because I would have, well, I wouldn't have slept. I would have gone all the way through and she was like, right, well, come on then, let's calm it down. Let's look at it differently. And she really has been, you know, great for me. To be honest, there's a lot of things we're still working on. Uh, things like we've had to work on personal space because if Jack wants to cuddle you and things like that, he will. He doesn't look at any anybody sexually at all. It just doesn't even come into his like thing. But he will sometimes. He'll put his head on your shoulder and keep. He wants to play with your hair and uh, he'll rub you up and down. So we, it's still a learning curve there of like privacy. We've done. I think that the most recent that's ongoing is the private and public of where it's appropriate to do things. Uh, but we had a, re a wet room put in and so he showers himself which is absolutely a massive bonus for me because he was having me washing him he does all that and even the bottom wiping it it was getting where I had to go every time he went to the toilet uh, properly so I was wiping him and it's really hard because he's a man now you know what I mean so now I just say right go up to the shower and have a shower down so he literally showers himself down so he's all clean and then it's fine so and it's all these little ideas that Kath said well what if we do this and what if we do that because you really do get a bit bogged down with everything of just in being okay you know uh, so like I say the private and public thing is it's great and like affection because I don't want to ever tally no, don't do that or don't cuddle anybody or anything because I don't want him to grow up like that. You know, I want him to be a lovely lad. Uh, and I don't know psychologically what that would do to Jack if I said, no, we don't do it. He's, he's getting getting the idea, you know, he's like, he won't, it, now he will stand outside my bedroom door and shout, are you naked? <laughs> so I say, yeah, I say yes anyway. <laughs> so I can have a bit of peace. Uh, and he'll say, no, no, I can't come in, I can't come in. I'll say, no, you can't come in, you can't. <laughs> and still, if things like we're doing, like brushing his teeth, um, because uh, he does everything that, you know, I'll say to him, have you brushed your teeth? I need to check them. Uh, and he's, he does, but he's, he is a teenager as well, so we have to think that, oh, he's trying to skip, not washing his face. So he will like lick his hand and wipe his face if I say, have you washed your face? <laughs> like that. So, you know, and I'll say, no, you can go and wash your face. So he's still very young in that respect. Uh, and she's been helping me with, because we did the, she brought me like uh, leaflets that were like, and it was like a little booklet actually that she put together. Uh, and it was like appropriate places to touch or look at. And, because I always worried that somebody would take advantage of him because I was abused as a child. And I want him to always be able to tell me as his mum, but he does tell my daughter more than he tells me. Uh, so they have a natter and then she tells me, <laughs> which is fine. Because at least he's got somebody he can talk to. Um, but I think that's just going to be an ongoing thing for the whole of his life. Uh, but... She's like, I can talk to her about all of those things and not be embarrassed. 
And like, there's certain things that boys do, isn't there? You know, when they get to a certain age. And I haven't gone through that yet. <laughs> and I'm dreading it, but, you know, it's just, I'm just getting after Kate. But she's the one who's always said, like, drop me leaflets off. She's pushed stuff through the door when I haven't been in, or rang me and said, oh, I've got some uh, groups, because I'm always trying to get him into, like, woodwork classes or anything. And I'll stay with him, or pottery or anything. He's just had a blacksmith voucher for his birthday off me as well, because he's going to make something. Uh, so all those things, she's, she like, if she hears of anything, she'll give me details on them and phone numbers and things in my area. So uh, it's just, we have got a really good relationship. What would you say is the one thing that stands out? That's made the difference to me? You and Jack, the support you've had. Um, it stopped us being isolated. It's it's made me see that life can be absolutely brilliant and everything. Because what do you need more than your health and be happy, you know? And I don't need millions of pounds. I just need to be okay. That's why I do the little holidays and things with Jack because I think it's all experience. I do Jack memory books a lot uh, because he doesn't read. But I've just done him one and it said brand new adventure because he's 18 and places where we're going on holiday like when we're going to Florida and left spaces so he can put his own photographs in and things uh, and obviously I'll have to go and get them done for him because he, he doesn't do any he doesn't like money either so he doesn't handle money at all so it stopped us finding another path anything along the way that you think oh they could have done that better or um any way we can improve in the future that? well the transition from June like infant school to junior school like high school sorry that was an awful time because it's whether you're getting it right where you should take them they're coming into new people they get letting go of their core people uh still comes with her so now going through this period i keep i i've said because obviously we've gone over to a different epilepsy clinic we've gone over we're going to a different physio we've got all those sort of things and it's like everybody's heading for the hills and i hate it because it's a lot to keep taking on all the time. I just wish, and forms like Pip and stuff like that, it's like they just make you see the worst scenarios in the world. Because it's things like um, when, you do, when you have speech and language, Jack had speech and language for a long time, and then the funding was cut, and they said they would, Jack couldn't have it anymore because he could speak. And I fought and fought for keep that. And in the end, I had to give in because it was just making me ill because I was so worried that he would never get it back and he's never had it back. With funding and everything, it just changes. So I think it, it's just the consistency. It really is because you do get pushed about ever such a lot. And some people, they always say like, oh, the louder you shout, the more you get. But that ain't really my style. I'd rather just do it. And there have been days where when times have been really bad and Jack's like been hitting me and pulling me air and you know and he's he's been horrendous he has got that other side to him and he just doesn't know what he's doing I've just thought I can't carry on anymore I just can't physically mentally do it I think but he is my son you know and I want I would do anything for him we hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast from combined healthcare if you'd like to find more you can go to us on SoundCloud, soundcloud forward slash NHS Combinations, 
or you can search for us and subscribe for automatic downloads in iTunes. Thanks very much for listening.